Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortolaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the Extra Point is good. Two of Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Welcome into a Thursday, June 1st edition. Bob Camp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today, as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. We'll get into some baseball conversation. Jim Bowden's MLB power rankings uh, entering the month of June and some early trade deadline looks. Uh, he's coming to us from the athletics. We'll get into his work here momentarily, but it is game number one of the NBA finals tonight featuring the heat and the nuggets inappropriately. That's our first poll question of the day. So let's reset the scene with the KDOS 1060.com poll question and what happens in Denver for game one. We have a little bit of movement here. The heat plus nine continue to lead the way, but they're down to 83% of the vote nuggets minus nine uh, on the board with 17% of the vote. This, this kind of uh, is in you know, a little more aligned, aligned a little bit more to what actually you know, the, the, I probably should just start this whole sentence again or my thought process here. I'm a little surprised that some of the high volume sports books, high handle sports books, the Nuggets, uh, I'm not surprised they they were op- they opened a huge favorite, you know, minus 350, 400, depending on where you're looking at. But there are a couple of the places that you know, have the higher handles. That number's actually gone up in some places. And usually uh, the places that you know, take the high-level you know, high handle, there's a lot of underdogs that bet on those things, and that's a lot of money to lay if you're just kind of a, not necessarily a novice, but you know, just a, you know, not not an everyday better. Let's put it that way. I guess that is a novice, but I will, I'm surprised that the, the the series price has gone up. Let's put it that way, which I probably should have just said like two minutes ago. Sorry. So it seems to me that a, the numbers kind of kept oscillating back and forth between maybe like seven and a half and eight and a half with the Heat and the Celtics in that particular series. So is this a valuation then for the number to start at nine that uh, they believe the Nuggets are a better team and yet the Heat continued to cover that number against the Celtics? So let's put it at nine. We can't put it at a double digit favorite in the NBA Finals. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure what I would have made this number, quite frankly. You know, I saw the the number was out like, you know, I think that actually, I think a couple places even put this number up during the fourth quarter of game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals because they, they realized the Celtics weren't coming back. And, you know, for some reason, the Celtics did come back and they didn't play. There wasn't a Heat Nuggets series. They would have just you know, said no action and we'll you know, you know re- refund what you did and and so forth. But uh, so yeah, I'm, like I said, I never, I never really had time to even think about what an opening number would be uh, as far as this series goes. But it sure seems like there's not too many people, uh, whether they be you know, actual handicappers or people that bet or 
the so-called experts that think that the Heat have much of a chance of really even extending this series? I've seen so many prevailing thoughts that it's going to be Nuggets in five. Yeah, me too. Uh, and Dan Favale from Bleacher Report, who we had on yesterday to preview the series, that's what he's going with. So that seems to be uh, you know, kind of the constant theme here. And you remember now, you know, as of a, I don't remember exactly when they changed back, uh, but it's now like you know, two games in Denver, two games in Miami, and then one, one, one. If it would actually go seven games, and they don't have that two, three, two format that they had, you know, for many years, which was just a stupid ass way to decide the NBA Finals. I was just about to ask you, do you like the format change? No need to ask. You provided the answer already. Uh, speaking of answers, we'll dive into the poll question answer around 11:30 today. Flipping this on over to Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. Bob had a conversation with Bob Nightingale in the Sports Zone USA Today. If you missed any of that Major League Baseball talk, you can always podcast KDUS uh, 1060.com as well as the KDOS 1060 app. Here's the question. Which of these disappointing Major League Baseball teams to date is most likely to make a playoff run in 2023? You have San Diego out in front at 57.1% of the vote. Toronto making a bit of a charge here at 28.6% and Seattle at 14.3% of the vote. Yeah, and uh, among the th things we talked about with Bob, a lot of Diamondbacks to start with, but then we got to this question and we went through all three of these teams uh, that we mentioned in this poll question and what would they have to do to improve their chances. We'll answer this question as well around 11.30. Let's dive into some more Major League Baseball talk, and we'll start with Jim Bowden's Major League Baseball power rankings entering June and the early trade deadline takes. He's coming to uh, us from The Athletic. I want to first get your perception here. Do you agree with his very first line of the article that MLB front offices have historically viewed Memorial Day as the point when you can look at your mm -hmm. team and the standings and know who you are uh, absolutely 100 percent agree with that and that, that's one of the things i talked about with bob i don't know if i exactly phrased it that way in fact i did not exactly phrase it that way but we're one through uh, one third through the season roughly depending on which team you're talking about at this point and usually that's kind of a, a way to look at it you know one third the schedule has changed over the years with games starting now in uh, you know, some years, depending on what's going on in the world. Uh, some years, the, you know, late, the season starts in late March and you know, used to start the middle, you know, second week of April uh, years ago. Uh, but, you know, th this seems to be, uh, you know, I think the one-third mark more than, uh, you know, June 1st or Memorial Day is you know, kind of the way I, I think that most teams look at this right now. He did point out that there have been some recent outliers to this, and he talks about the 2019 Nationals uh, two months in, really struggling, and then they went on to win it all, and the 2022 Phillies after they fired yeah. Joe Girardi and then obviously represented uh, in the World Series. That's true, even though I really don't think the firing of Girardi had anything to do with them making a run. Is uh, It's amazing how when your best players perform at a higher level, Maybe that had something to do with Girardi, but I kind of doubt it. Uh, you know, they had a lot of guys that are, were dependent on, uh, dependent uh, to do high, you know, very good things, starting pitchers, you know, key bats, etc. Those guys 
weren't very good the the first two months of last season and you know they uh, you know they had a kind of a remarkable run at the end of the regular season took that into the playoffs and you know came within a couple of games and winning the world series and in fact i'm watching the phillies right now trying to figure out max scherzer and they're winning this game today two to one because of some bad mets defense basically which has not been the case most of the season the mets at least statistically on defense have been amongst the best in baseball but yeah, I just wonder. I think the more the more I see the Phillies this year, the more I think last year's run to the World Series was uh, a fluke. So let's get into the power rankings here and the trade needs, and we'll start with let's start with number ten. Start with number ten, and we'll work our way up to number one. Number ten in Jim Bowden's list here is the Minnesota Twins. These. Um, uh, numbers could be a little bit off by one day here because the teams did play yesterday, but 28 and 27 run differential of plus 40. Uh, the Minnesota Twins find themselves second in team RA, ERA. The offense, however, has been a really big disappointment. And Jim Bowden here says that the trade needs offense as they're only hitting 232 as a team. And they're terrible against left-handed pitchers, which is better than if you're terrible against right-handed pitchers because if you're bad against right-handed starters, of which there are more, you're pretty much done. Uh, but they've been really bad against left-handed pitchers so far this year. Uh, Carlos Correa is off to a really poor start individually, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Also, I'm a little worried about their bullpen at this point. Uh, Duran is their closer. He's had some serious command issues. Their offense could get better. I mean, Royce Lewis, who was the number one pick of the draft a couple of years ago, but unfortunately uh, more than a couple of years ago, a few years ago now, he's had you know, two ACL injuries. He actually made his season debut at the major league level with the Twins just last weekend. And uh, he, if, if he's as good as he was reputed to be originally, uh, he should definitely add to their offense. Is it kind of strange to see that a team is only batting 232 and yet it's 10th in the Major League Baseball power rankings? Probably. I um, mean, I have to do a little comparison shopping, I guess, to some extent. But uh, yeah, that, but their pitching has actually been very good. So uh, their starting pitching has been you know, exceptionally good. And they've had some pitching injuries, and they've overcome some of that, too. Uh, number nine in his power link rankings, he has the Arizona Diamondbacks, 32 and 23 run differential plus 17, uh, says that they have a solid position group that is athletic, rangy, and knows how to move the yard markers, so to speak. Team is stealing bases with 51, and they've only been caught stealing eight times. He also says that Corbin Carroll is one of the most exciting rookies that we've seen in a while. Trade needs at least two starting pitchers, one high leverage reliever, and more overall pitching depth. Yeah, this is kind of what uh, some of the things that we've talked about. And actually, I used this uh, in the local roundup today and pretty much went through a lot of this uh, regarding Bowden's ranking regarding the Diamondbacks. But I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I, we talked about the, the Diamondbacks with Bob Nightingale. He seems to be skeptical. Uh, and I don't disagree with him uh, that whether the Diamondbacks would trade some of their young talent, especially young outfielders, uh, for additional pitching help. But he does think that they'll go something. They'll do something to improve their bullpen at some point. 
Number eight on this list is the Seattle Mariners, 28 and 27 run differential plus 23. Uh, Luis Castillo leads the pitching group with Bryce Miller, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby as the top rotation pieces. I have one of the best bullpens trade needs, though. Upgrade at second base, need a designated hitter and one to be able to be a lefty. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. In fact, Jerry DePoto, who used to be here with the Diamondbacks and their organization, kind of known as a trade and wheeler dealer guy. And I listened to him on Sirius XM radio and he all but guaranteed that they're going to add a second baseman and some outfield help during the uh, trade deadline. Also, I think they have the best pitching staff in baseball. If you go like depth wise, you know, one through say 10 or 11, maybe even long deeper than that. Cause they've got a lot of guys in their bullpen. Uh, so, uh, It'd be interesting. It'll be interesting whether they actually trade one of those guys to get some, uh, you know, a substantial upgrade offensively. But their offense has been massively disappointing so far. Uh, Julio Rodriguez has gotten much better here lately. Teoscar Hernandez has been a huge disappointment coming over from Toronto, and in fact, they pinch hit for him in a situation earlier this week. Uh, the number seven on this list is New York Yankees, 34 and 23, run differential plus 41. Aaron Judge continues to blast home runs. Anthony Rizzo has been a huge winner in the shift ban. Anthony Volpe is stealing bases, has been an impressive rookie. Trade needs for the Yankees, upgrade and left field, and a left handed hitter who can bolster the middle of the lineup. Also, improve bullpen depth, according there to Bowden. Yeah, I think it's impossible to judge the Yankees at this point. They've had, uh, I think it's now 19 different players on the injured list so far this season. That's insane. Uh, That's the most I know of any team as far as different individual players. 19 of them, as of Monday at least. Uh, But, you know, Carlos Rodon's yet to pitch. Luis Severino is going to pitch the first game of the series tomorrow night at Dodger Stadium. Has only been back for two starts. He's looked good. So we'll see what happens with that. Also, it's believed that uh, Giancarlo Stanton, one of those injured players, he's expected to be, at least right the last I heard yesterday from the Yankees broadcast last night, he's expected to be activated uh, and uh, return for this series against the Dodgers this weekend in L.A. Uh, So that would obviously help them tremendously. He's played some outfield. Uh, They've got a few guys that are DHs. The Volpe thing is pretty interesting, however. Uh, at, uh, at one point earlier this week, he dipped below 200 as far as the batting average. He's had some pop. He's had some stolen bases. He's provided some pretty good defense. Uh, but I forget, I apologize, I forget the name. They had another short, shortstop prospect. He's hitting the cover off the ball in uh, AAA right now. So if Volpe doesn't get better, I would not be completely shocked if they move, uh, you know, they they swap their Volpe to the guy that's hot in the minor leagues right now. Six on this list from Jim Bowden, the Baltimore Orioles, 35 and 20 run differential plus 32. The Orioles, he says, are for real and look like a playoff team. Trade needs improving the rotation. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, for the umpteenth time, and, and he's proven me wrong here lately, You know, Kyle Gibson should never be the ace of any playoff team 
in uh, as far as a, a starting rotation guy. But uh, yeah, he he's been pretty good. But uh, I just can't imagine him matching up in the playoffs against uh, you know, an ace from another team, especially in the American League. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, their high, you know, top prospect Rodriguez, their top pitching prospect, he's been terrible. I couldn't, I can't believe that they actually left him uh, up to be slaughtered as long as they did, and they finally sent him back to AAA last week after yet another awful performance. Uh, Texas, he gave up nine runs, and they left him in the game for that, which is also pretty foolish. And he had a he now has a 7.65 earned run average in the major leagues, and hence they said they had no choice but to send him back to AAA. The bad news, maybe the worst thing for the Orioles here of late, is that John Means, who is a really good pitcher when they were not a very good team uh, two or three years ago, I don't remember if it was Tommy John surgery, he had some kind of arm issue. Uh, unfortunately they thought he'd be back by now and he had a rehab setback last week and I've not seen a timetable as to when he might pitch this season. I'll save the top five for the other side of the break and we'll also get into uh, the rest of the NL West teams as the Diamondbacks actually uh, are sitting atop there in ninth. Actually, no, that's not 100% true. That's not true. There's still the Dodgers. I forgot about the Dodgers. How can I forget about the Dodgers? They're in the top five, though. But well, not when not they're not in the top five when Noah Syndergaard pitches. Maybe that's what was on my mind. Uh, we'll get in. Just, there you go. <laughs> we'll get into the top five as well as the NOS teams as well. It is the extra point right here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by SuperBook Sports. Turn those picks into gold. Wall-to-wall NFL coverage and the biggest stories coming to you from 3 to 5 p.m. The Rich Eisen Show here on KDUS AM 1060 and KDUS1060.com. Eleven twenty-five here on KDOS AM ten sixty. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS ten sixty.com and with the KDOS ten sixty app powered by Superbook Sports. Let's continue. Jim Bowden of the Athletics MLB Power Rankings entering the month of June as well as early trade deadline takes as we were counting down backward from ten. So ten we had the Minnesota Twins, nine we had the Arizona Diamondbacks, eight the Seattle Mariners, seven the New York Yankees, six at the Baltimore Orioles, and that's where we left off. So in number five, we have the Houston Astros at 32 and 22, run differential plus 55. Lance McCullers, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy all on the injured list. However, just recently got Jose Altuve back. For Jim, trade needs are a number three starting pitcher, a power bat off of the bench, first base, and left field. Yeah, kind of uh, difficult to evaluate them because they've had so many starting pitching injuries. Remember, they lost Verlander at the top of the rotation to free agency. McCullers still being out and uh, Garcia out for the season. Those are all, you know, really big deals. Uh, but, yeah, Framber Valdez is still really good. 
Uh, they begin a four-game series tonight. You know, if people think the Angels might actually break through this year, uh, this is a first of a four-game series. The Angels against Houston, and uh, you know Valdez is pitching that first game tonight for Houston. He's been really good. They're still really good defensively. I think that's the one thing that's kind of been overlooked during their run here in the last few years. And uh, there are a few positions that they have. You know, I think uh, you know when you know, Alvarez is playing left field, I think that that's uh, you know, kind of a less than a plus defender there. But other than that, pretty much the other spots on the field uh, defensively, uh, they have one of the best defenders in baseball at that position, no matter what other position it might be. Number four on the list is the Los Angeles Dodgers, 34 and 22, run differential plus 61. Uh, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Will Smith continue to carry the offense. Injuries to Julio Urias, Dustin May, Walker Bueller. The trade deadline needs better offensive shortstop, better left field, another starter or two, and a full-time closer. Uh, Jim Bowden admits here this is a lot for a team that's sitting fourth in the power rankings. Yeah, that's, you know, I think along those lines with the starting pitching, uh, they've already used 11 different starting pitchers this year uh, because of injuries and bad performance in a couple of cases. And, yeah, they brought up uh, their top two prospects here in the last you know, week or so, and Calvin Stone has been shelled. And, uh, yeah, like I said this yesterday, and I didn't look it up in the last 24 hours, I don't know if he's been officially sent back to AAA yet, or you know, if he's not, he's going to be. Uh, he hasn't been good, but Bobby Miller has been really good uh, as far as uh, in his early starts, first two starts, I think it's now been in the major leagues. Uh, we might have missed the third one. It's been, it, you know, he's been, but he's been good and uh, lived up to the hype. And uh, we've heard about him for several years now. Uh, the one thing about them is that they hit home runs. And the other thing is there are a few teams that work the count is uh, just far as a lineup goes better than these dudes. And uh, they're really good. And if you take a look at their first four or five guys in the lineup, which are for the most part, you know, they flip this around once in a while, depending on, you know, what the uh, other pitcher is, whether he's a lefty or a righty, but you got like Betts and Freeman and uh, JD Martinez, who's been really hot lately and also Muncie, and then obviously Will Smith. So those guys are the top five in the lineup. And, you know, those guys are so good that uh, them alone can uh, give them an opportunity to overcome a lot of, so a lot of the shortcomings that Bowden mentioned there. Uh, third on the power rankings list here is the Atlanta Braves, 32 and 23, run differential plus 56. Uh, he says that there's no reason that they can't run away with the NL East with their speed, defense, power, starting pitching, and bullpen. Trade needs, uh, he says, use a better left fielder and a veteran starting pitcher to provide some rotational depth. Yeah, well, that starting pitching is, you know, unfortunately hasn't been healthy. I mean, Freed and, and uh, Kyle Wright are on the injured list right now. They're not coming back uh, in the next few days for sure. They're under, they're here for the weekend uh, against the Diamondbacks after they actually lost a series at Oakland, which is, you know, anybody that loses a series at Oakland, you got to think about disbanding your organization at that point. Uh, but uh uh, sarcastically saying uh, that, that, you know, not kidding. I'm just kidding on that, but you know, it's hard to lose a series against Oakland, which is the worst team 
in Major League Baseball in this century uh, is currently constructed. Uh, so we'll see uh, when Freed and, and Wright come back, how soon will they be back? They might actually have to add some starting pitching if they want to be really serious about a deep postseason run. They have a ridiculous decade-long, decades, plural, uh, long history of developing players. Uh, and that doesn't seem to be terribly you know, running out. Maybe a little bit of the starting pitching spot because they've needed a couple of guys to step in here lately and step up because of the injuries. To As I mentioned, Soroka just came back for the first time in two years. Uh, pitched last Sunday, or maybe Monday, uh, Sunday or Monday, one of those two days. Uh, and uh, that actually was Monday because I was at Oakland. I got messed up with the holiday thing. Uh, but And he looked okay. He, gave, he had one bad inning, and other than that, he looked good. He's expected to pitch here this weekend against the Diamondbacks. Uh, Alfie's uh, unfortunate for him. Two consecutive years where he tore his Achilles. Number two. The Texas Rangers, 35-19, and 19, run differential, plus 132, ranked first in runs scored, second in OPS, and that's with Corey Seager spending 31 games on the injured list. Pitching ranks third overall in ERA. Trade needs for Jim Bowden here. Use another bat for left field or DH. Yeah, even though it's hard to argue their offense because they've been number one or two in almost all the offensive categories here for a while. I wouldn't uh, ever think uh, it's a bad idea to add another starting pitching uh, pitcher, excuse me, considering they have so many starters in their rotation that have bad injury histories. Not just Degrom, uh, you know, they've got Bruce Bochy now as the manager. If they you can, uh, teams would not be wanting to play them in the postseason if Degrom is healthy somehow by the time the end of the season his uh, comes around, and with Bochy's you know, postseason history, that would be a, a, a bear of a matchup uh, for no matter whom they're facing. Uh, the one thing I think they need to add more than anything, though, is they've got to add some bullpen help. Uh, they are next to last in baseball and bullpen ERA starting this week. Terrible, in fact, really bad. Number one on the list here, the Tampa Bay Rays, 39-18, and 18, run differential, plus 118, ranked second in runs scored, first in home runs, and OPS. Uh, he goes on to really compliment the organization's leadership, calling it elite. Trade needs for them. They don't need much, but if they get greedy, a starting pitcher and a reliever could also upgrade at catcher. Yeah, they definitely need some pitching help. Uh, I mean, they've been ravaged by injuries. We've talked about this frequently with you know, Jeffrey Springs and Drew Rasmussen. Springs is obviously definitely out for the season. Tommy John surgery. Rasmussen, he's on the 60-day injured list, and we have no, we have no idea. I don't think they have any idea when he might pitch again. So that's a huge. Uh, those are two of their top three starting pitchers. If everybody is actually healthy. So I think that that's uh, whether they have staying power to do what they've done so far. Their bullpen has been shockingly bad so far. In fact, they entered this week as the uh, yeah, 22nd in bullpen or run average. And uh, yeah, they've had some injuries in that bullpen too. So I think they need to add some arms. Their offense has been unbelievably good. Uh, they've been great uh, with the new rules. They steal bases. They hit home runs pretty much name the offensive category. It's either Texas or Tampa that is number one in uh, whatever that category is that you're picking. And they absolutely destroy right-handed pitchers 
And uh, considering most of the pitchers, uh, starting pitchers in baseball are right-handed, that's a good stat to be really good at. So that's the top 10 there from Jim Bowden's Major League Baseball power rankings entering June and the early trade deadline needs. I want to round out the rest of the NL West teams. For him, ranked 17th is the San Diego Padres with a run differential of zero. Uh, he thought Xander Bogarts, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, and uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. would carry the offense, but uh, he cites here that Xander was the only one to live up to the hype in April. Soto was the only one to do so in the month of May. He then goes on to say that Blake Snell has been a huge disappointment. So for him, the trade needs are improve the bottom half of the lineup, add a catcher, add a left fielder, add a designated hitter, and more starting pitching. I agree with all that. I'd even throw in some bullpen help, but you can pretty much say that about any team in baseball, whether they're good or not. Uh, number 20 on the list is the San Francisco Giants uh, run differential plus eight. He says no stars, but they have average or above average players at every single spot. Likes the rotation of Logan Webb, Alex Cobb, and Anthony D. Scalfani. They've been solid trade needs. Uh, he says that the Giants have never really believed in selling, but maybe Conforto makes some sense because he has an opt-out in his clause after this season. Yeah, that's a good point about the Conforto thing. And uh, as long as he's healthy and uh, he's certainly been effective here in the last couple of weeks, the Giants had a really good May, uh, a really good May until the Pirates showed up in the Bay Area here this week, and that hasn't gone particularly well. But uh, their pitching has been really good in the month of May, uh, anchored by their starters. You mentioned some of those guys. Logan Webb has been unbelievably good here lately. Uh, didn't get off to a, did not get off to a good start. In fact, I think he was 0-4 to start the season, and a lot of that was his fault and not the, the surroundings around him. Uh, the one thing that's, uh, I think, most disturbing about the Giants is that when they won the 107 games uh, two, three seasons ago, they were tremendous on defense. This year, entering this week, they had the most errors in baseball of any team. Number 28, the Colorado Rockies uh, run differential minus 55. They rank 26th in home runs despite playing you know, half their games at Coors Field. They rank 29th in team ERA. His trade needs, uh, he says that the Rockies usually are never active at the trade deadline. That's 100% correct. Uh, the one thing, in case people haven't heard my take on this in the past, if you had, I apologize because I've talked about this a lot. There is probably no human being on the planet Earth that thinks less of run differential than I do uh, in baseball. Um, you have two or three bad games, and that's going to screw you up for life. I mean, the you know, Toronto lost, excuse me, Tampa lost a game 20 to 1 a couple of weeks ago, and how did that hurt them? Uh, so, you know, just uh, this run differential thing, I just don't understand it. Uh, that's one of these metrics things. I, I actually have come around to a lot of the metrics things, or maybe not a lot, but some of the metrics things. This is the one I just think is absurdly stupid. Uh, and so that'll conclude. I mean, you can read the rest of it. We only went through the top 10 and the rest of the NL West teams. Jim Bowden's Major League Baseball Power Rankings from The Athletic, if you're curious to see how the rest of the teams uh, unfold. 
It's poll question time, though, on the other side of the break as we dive into game number one of the NBA Finals between the Heat and the Nuggets, as well as some more Major League Baseball topics uh, with some teams that have been disappointing to date and can they turn their season around and make the playoffs here in 2023. So we'll answer those questions on the other side of the break. It is the Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Bringing you the latest sports topics weekly right here on KDUS AM 1060 with me, the Doug Gottlieb Show, 1 to 3 p.m. here on KDOS AM 1060. It is the Extra Point. Bob Kemp, Kayla Morse-Laro with you up until noon today as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And it's time now to answer today's poll question. So let's start with the KDOS1060.com poll question. What happens in Denver for game one? Heat plus nine or Nuggets minus nine? I have no financial obligation or idea here. None. Um, I'm just going to kind of sit back and see what happens, which I frequently do and most likely almost always do in game ones of NBA playoff series. I can't remember too many times. I can't even remember one right off the top of my head where I actually dove in in the game one of a series, uh, let alone this one, which kind of confuses me more than usual i will say that you know, miami has won won the game one of three straight series this is their fourth series in the playoffs now uh, they won the first game against milwaukee i was in part because Giannis went down with the injury in that game uh they won game one of the series against the knicks that's the game where jimmy butler actually you know got hurt and suffered a sprained ankle when they had the lead with like five minutes to go and uh, they had kind of adjusted things and ran their offense through Victor, uh, excuse me, with uh, through Bama out of body over the rest of the game, and they were able to get through that first game with that. And then they obviously won the first game against the Celtics because basically the Celtics didn't know what the hell they were doing in half the series, and that was part of the series that they didn't have any idea what they were doing. Uh, so there's a. Uh, you know, three and zero straight up in the first three, uh, you know, series in game one. So if you're into that history stuff, which obviously I'm not, because it doesn't matter whether I'm, uh, it's not going to lean me towards taking the uh, the heat tonight. If I had to do anything, I guess is the question. I guess I, you know, I take the heat plus the nine because I, you know, think I'm terribly fond of laying nine in any situation. Uh, but I'm just going to sit back and try to learn something for tonight uh, to maybe help me the rest of the series. Uh, the Nuggets are well-rested, and you could be of two schools of thought, right? You could be of they're, they're rested, some injuries have had some time to get better, uh, time to game plan, and are just pumped up and ready to go to get things started. Or you could be of the cool school of thought that there could be some rust to get the, the series underway, whereas the Heat just get to kind of keep rolling. On the flip side of that, you could look at things and say that maybe the Heat are a little bit mentally and physically tired after uh, having to go through 
through a seven-game series. And certainly, I think from a mental standpoint, uh, maybe we haven't mentioned enough of how you had a 3-0 series lead and you could have potentially been the first team to uh, lose that series with a 3-0 lead. So mentally making sure that you don't become the first team in history to do that. Uh, you turn around and you play again after Monday. The altitude, the fact that uh, the Nuggets haven't lost a postseason game at home yet. I think with all of this in mind, like those sort of narrative conversations, then you bring the conversation back to just matchups. Uh, I don't know how you slow Jokic down. There's just such a huge size advantage for the Nuggets at every position though you talked about that earlier on in the program um do you stay out of foul trouble because you're trying to uh slow down the size of the nuggets here if if you're running your offense through Jokic and the the role guys are hitting down their shots and making their threes are the heat going to be able to put up enough points to keep pace with the nuggets in no way shape or form do i think laying nuggets minus nine and saying you have to win by 10 is something i'm interested in doing i do think the nuggets though win game one yeah i'm not a hundred percent sure about this but i don't think uh the, the uh, nuggets have been favored by this much in any home playoff game this postseason i do uh, the one uh, thing that i don't have quick reference to at the moment is the minnesota series uh, they were not favored by that many points against the Suns in any of the home games and obviously weren't against the Lakers. I was going to say maybe the Timberwolves would be the only one, but I don't even know if it got to that point either. So, um, I don't think so, but I, like I said, I don't, I've got the point spreads from the last two series here, but I don't have the uh, info for the Minnesota series, but I'm pretty sure it didn't hit nine. Uh, the masses, though, are on the Heat plus nine uh, side of things here. It's gotten a little tighter, 67% of the vote. Nuggets minus nine at 33%. This is the KDOS1060.com poll question. Let's toss things on over to Twitter at KDOSAM1060. It's a baseball uh, question. And if you missed Bob's baseball conversation with Bob Nightingale of USA Today, you can always podcast over at KDOS1060.com as well as with the KDOS1060 app powered by Superbooks. Sports for the question, which of these disappointing MLB teams to date is most likely to make a playoff run in 2023? The options being San Diego, Seattle, and Toronto. For me, I really can't trust the Padres at this point. Uh, the pitching has been too inconsistent. Uh, the fact that the bats of what we thought we were going to expect to see just haven't come to fruition. I know that the NL West might be the division that you could look to to say, well, there's some opportunities and some holes here. Uh, looking at you know the Diamondbacks pitching situation, looking at even the Dodgers pitching situation due to injuries, looking at the Giants and just their overall roster construction that may Maybe the NL West is is the team that you, or is the league, I should say, that you at least lean to that says you have the most opportunity to make a run. Uh, but it just seems like at this point in the season, they haven't been able to put something together to show signs of life. I look at Seattle and I say, well, the Mariners, they have the pitching staff. They have the starting rotation. They have uh, the, the pitching depth as well, uh, relief pitching, et cetera. But when you say to yourself, okay, so the Rangers are really good. You still have the, the Astros and then you have the surprise Angels. So do you do believe in the Angels? Does this make the this division really challenging and something that the Seattle Mariners can't overcome? Uh, then for the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, they're 
You're certainly not getting quality starts out of Alec Manoa. That's been a problem here. The emergence of the Orioles in the division, do you trust them to keep things going? I guess just to, to, to say which team do I think is going to be able to turn things around disregarding maybe the division that they play in, I would go with the Mariners. Uh, to me, this is a really easy answer, and it's the Mariners. Uh, you mentioned the pitching depth that they have. You know, I think they're also most likely, considering Jerry Depoto's trade history, to make a – or you know, maybe not just a, but maybe, uh, maybe make a couple of moves – I mentioned a couple of times this week already in our my our two days here that uh, I heard Depoto on uh, Sirius XM radio, and he all but guaranteed they're going to add second base help and outfield help via uh, the trade deadline. And he's somebody that doesn't always wait for the trade deadline. Uh, he's off, often acted, uh, you know, a couple of weeks or maybe even a month before others get to that trade deadline at the end of July, first part of August. So I think that uh, they have a lot to offer as far as uh, major league talent. Their minor league system is pretty much ravaged at this point because of trades he's made in the past. But I think uh, of the teams, certainly to make a playoff run, uh, if you, I would not want to mess with their pitching staff. Uh, if they get to the playoffs, they obviously have improved their offense. And uh, so that wouldn't be as anemic as it has been for much, much of the season so far. And uh, that would be a difficult staff to face in a short series. The masses are on the San Diego side of things at 57.1% of the vote. Toronto trailing at 28.6%. And Seattle pulling up the rear here, even though that was both of our answers, 14.3% of the vote. That is on Twitter, at KDUS. The, the, mass, the masses are wrong on this badly wrong way off wrong there's a, a lot totally of wrong a day baseball <laughs> going on around the league here you have the blue jays leading the brewers three nothing you have the mets on top of the phillies three to two and you have the padres maybe that's where this padres love is coming from is they're beating the marlins right now 10 to 1 and the diamondbacks will get things started this afternoon at 12 40 wrapping up the series against the rockies on valley sports arizona but we have one yeah. padres have seven runs in the sixth inning and they're still batting <laughs> that's a lonely feeling out there if you're the marlins pitcher and then maybe there's been a well, second pitcher since then Oh, there have been several at this point, yes. We uh, wrap things up next. Hey, Phoenix, Doug Gottlieb here. I'm bringing the best sports talk weekdays to you, 1 to 3 p.m., right here on KDUS AM 1060. AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. But it's that time once again. It is thank you time, Bob. And the Padres, no, they're not batting anymore. They're done. Sorry. I thought they scored another run. They did <laughs> not. That was a highlight from the last half inning. My bad. All right. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever. 
and whatever I'll sip through the cracks. Also, uh, we talk Major League Baseball during the Sports Zone with Bob Nightingale from USA Today. Went through the Diamondbacks, went through the you know, the poll question there with the three disappointing teams, and specifically went through all three of those teams, Toronto, Seattle, San Diego, not necessarily in that order, of uh, you know, what those teams might try to do to improve their situations and uh, which team Bob of that group thinks would actually be the most likely to do so. Sound of the day, courtesy of, this is a long list today, ESPN, TNT, KWFN, Cairo, uh, SN590, The Phoenix Suns, Bally Sports Arizona, Fox, CBS, and KLAA. Special thanks, as always, to uh, Kayla and Corey and Aaron. Uh, Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next. That's right. Up next from noon to 1 o'clock, it is Sports Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3, the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, and the Sports Who with Dave Rooster Bierstein from 5 to 6 tonight. Uh, as the Memorial Golf Tournament is underway, you still have Matt Wallace out in front at 4 under par, then a whole host of players here at 3 under par, Dean Willett, Adam Hadwin, Mark Hubbard, Shane Lowry, and Austin Eckrote. Uh, I had mentioned here that Scotty Scheffler had finished his round today uh, two over par and a tie for 75th, and apparently he's been seen on the practice putting green post-round experimenting with two different putters so the issue here for him for a while has been putting if he can kind of just keep things at uh gaining one stroke uh not losing too many strokes putting he's been right there in the thick of things so certainly trying to get himself uh i guess feeling more comfortable on the greens and whatever that is whether it's a a different putter a mindset change etc he's just hitting the ball too good uh to not take advantage of the ball strike When it comes to some of the other players, though, Rory McIlroy just made a birdie, took advantage of uh, the par five, and he's uh, sitting in a tie for seventh at two under par through eight holes. Game number one, of course, of the NBA Finals is tonight. The Heat and the Nuggets, 5.30 p.m. on ABC. Uh... Did you see these comments here from Jeff Van Gundy? And maybe we'll bring them back in a larger discussion. But Richard Deitch of The Athletic had interviewed Jeff Van Gundy, uh, an array of topics. And part of that, Richard had asked him how he would speed up the NBA games. And it was inspired by Major League Baseball making rules changes to speed things up. Wow. Yeah. Van Gundy's People idea here. Suit for base for something that baseball did right. <laughs> Van Gundy's idea: eliminate free throws until the final four minutes of a game. <laughs> this from a coach that used to uh, from a guy who used to coach you know, thug ball in basketball. So of course he wants fewer free throws. Um, he also says uh, eliminate those technical foul free throws as well. You just get the points. Eliminate halftime or also maybe just reduce it to five minutes so you can at least go to the bathroom and then come back. Eliminate halftime. I mean, I used to see Van Gundy at Suns games. He was a he used to just basically you know, hog the popcorn machine in the Suns media room. So he's got to rethink that. <laughs> That'll do it for this Thursday edition of Extra Point. Looking forward to being with you tomorrow. The Sports Zone starting things off at 9 a.m. Talk to you then. Thank you.